0: the word of God is good and there's different purposes for services and as I look around this looks to me like pretty much it's family night pretty much we're all probably uh, filled with the Holy Spirit as far as I know and so tonight I just sense that we're going to have an anointing to teach we're going to continue where we left off a couple of weeks ago talking about the benefits of being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues and then at the End of this service, I believe that we will have an unction to spend some time praying. In the Spirit. And we're going to be praying for what's going to happen next Sunday. Hallelujah. We are anticipating, we are expecting a mighty outpouring and many people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, if you weren't here a couple of Sunday nights ago, I would encourage you to go and pick up the CD or or you can go online and, and listen to it or watch it because that will help you get caught up with where we're going to start. Tonight We looked at three different kinds of benefits last week, but tonight we're going to go ahead and talk about some different ones. But I just want to start off by saying this, that there is really a lot of ignorance in the body of Christ of the reason for being filled with the Holy Spirit and speaking in other tongues. I heard a man of God say this, God would not have provided this supernatural means of communicating with him. If it was of no value, if God in his word says that tongues are of value, then they are of a great and marvelous benefit beyond the scope of anything we have yet imagined or experienced in him. How many of you want to have all that God has to offer Why should we live on a lower realm? You know, some people have this attitude. Well, I'm born again and salvation is the most important part of, you know, of our walk with God. Certainly it is. We all need to be born again and to be assured that heaven is our home. Some people use that when they're talking about healing. Well... You know, being born again is more important than being healed. Being born again is more important than being filled with the Holy Spirit. And I won't argue with anybody on that fact. But the fact does remain. God never tells us that we have to pick and choose. He never says, well, I'm going to save you. You can have one of my things that I have provided for you. You can be saved and then maybe you can have one other thing. You can be healed or filled with the Holy Spirit. When it comes to the things of God and to the benefit package that he offers us, he doesn't say it's either or. Pick one or pick two. He He says all my benefits. Don't forget all the benefits that he has provided. I want to partake of every single thing that he offers because everything that he offers is for a purpose in our life and it produces wonderful results. Amen. So last week we began looking, looking, looking at the first Three benefits, and these are in no particular order, you know, of importance, but I'll just tell you what we looked at last time. We looked at number one, that praying in tongues is for spiritual edification. We looked at the Word of God that tells us when we pray in the Holy Ghost, we build ourselves up in our inner man. We charge our spirit up like you charge up a battery. And for us to go where we need to go, With God, we need to be built up on the inside. We need to be charged up on the inside. So spiritual edification is very, very important. And then secondly, we looked at this, that it is a means of magnifying God. If you will study in the book of Acts, whenever the believers were filled with the Holy Ghost, after that initial outpouring, it says that they spoke in tongues and magnified God. When you spend time praying in the spirit, praying in that heavenly language, you know what happens? God gets bigger and your problems and the devil get smaller. I mentioned that movie a long time ago when our boys were little. Honey, I shrunk the kids. When you pray in the Holy Ghost, you're literally Shrinking the devil down to his size. He's not bigger than God. The Bible says, oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us extol his name together. So as you pray in the spirit, not only is your inner man charged up, but God begins to be magnified. And that's a good thing. Amen. We serve a great, big, wonderful God. And then, when we pray in the Spirit, it aids us in worshiping God. You'll notice tonight, we had an anointed time of praise. And worship. And we sang to God in our known language. But we also give place to a time where we sing in our heavenly language. I'm sure you've had this experience where you just on the inside of you, you wanted to express how much you loved God and how much that he, he means to you. And after a while, you know, you say, I love you. I adore you. I magnify you. I extol you. And you use, <clears throat> All the words that you can possibly come up with. And many times we run out of words. And that's where singing in the Spirit helps us to magnify the Lord. Well, that was just a very brief summary. Again, get the CD if you want to hear those in detail. So tonight we're going to look at three other benefits. The first one we're going to look at is praying in the Spirit is a supernatural means of talking to God. Turn with me if you would. We're going to look at most of these verses in the New King James Version. They'll have it up on the screen. 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. In the New King James Version, it says, For he who speaks in a tongue does not speak to men but to God, for no one understands him. However, in the spirit, he speaks mysteries. We want to kind of dissect this verse tonight and see some things that it is speaking to us. Number one, it says here, when we pray in tongues, we are not speaking to men. Perhaps you've been maybe around a relative or something and you were praying and you began to speak in tongues and and someone said to you, That sounds like gibberish or I didn't know what you were saying. Well, you don't have to be rude about it, but you can politely turn to them and say, I wasn't talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) He who speaks in tongues in a heavenly language is not speaking to man. We're talking to God. Hallelujah. When we pray in the spirit, And that is a good thing. Speaking in tongues is supernatural. It's not natural. That's why man does not understand it. And I am convinced, and this is a good thing, neither does the devil. I think that's why he has fought speaking in tongues so hard because he gets mad when we pray in our heavenly language because he can't understand it. It is like a hotline to heaven. It's a secret code between us and God. And even if you're praying in in a tongue on this earth, that maybe they speak in another part of the world, the Holy Spirit comes in and he, he does something to it that the devil does not understand. And he gets furious. You know why? The devil is nosy. And the devil is a big gossip. He likes to find out stuff about people and spread lies and deceptions. And he loves to foul things up. He wants to know what you're praying about. He wants to know those secret things, those deep things that are coming out of your heart that you're talking to God about. Why does he want to know those plans, those hidden things it says here, those mysteries, so he can try to mess them up. But God says when we're praying in the spirit, we're not talking to men. We're not talking to the devil. Hallelujah. We're talking God talk. One translation. Moffat's translation says here: when we pray in the Holy Spirit, we're speaking divine secrets. Ooh, I love that. Now this same verse in the Amplified Version, 1 Corinthians 14:2, in the Amplified, it says this. For one who speaks In an unknown tongue speaks not to men, but to God. For no one understands or catches his meaning because in the Holy Spirit he utters secret truths and hidden things not obvious to the understanding. What does it say we're speaking here? Secret things. Hidden truths. Things that are not obvious to the understanding. Did you know that it is such a struggle in our walk with God in life not to live out of the mental realm? The Bible tells us don't lean to your own understanding reasoning and try to figure out how this can happen and what you can do to make that person change and how you can orchestrate this situation. And, and you know, you know, you know, Staying up at night trying to figure this out. How's that going to work? How's that going to come together? I think that has got to be one of the biggest struggles in our Christian walk. Because we are called to walk by faith, not by sight. We're called to live in the spirit, not in the mental realm. And so that is a struggle for all of us. And that is what's so awesome about being able to pray In the spirit. When we speak in English or in our known language, it's learned and it has to come through our brain. Or through our mind. You know when a little kid is first learning to talk. Boy, you got to practice these words with them. Because it is a mental thing. It's coming out of their head. Out of their brain. Learning how to speak these words. That's where our language originates. But, hallelujah, tongues don't come out of our head. Tongues are supernatural and they come out of our heart. We're speaking spirit to spirit with our heavenly father. When we pray in our heavenly language and in our hearts, it said, when we're speaking in the spirit, we're speaking out secret things, hidden truths, things that are not. What did it say in the amplified obvious, obvious to the understanding yeah. Oh, I am so glad that here on the inside of me, in my spirit, I know a lot more than I do up here. I'm a lot smarter yeah. down here than I am up here. There are things that God has put on the inside of every single believer. They are are wonderful plans. They are just great purposes. They're mysteries. One translation says they are mysteries. That's what it said there. But a mystery is something that we don't know the end yet. Maybe I'm sure none of you guys will admit this, but remember when we were, were girls, what was that? Nancy Drew. Nancy Drew, any of you younger women like me, remember she had wrote all of these mystery books and you know, they weren't bad or anything. They were great for adolescent girls to read. I probably read all of them. They were cool, but you know, in a mystery book, unless you skip over to the back, you don't really know who (laughs) done it, but guess what the author does. Nancy Drew knew how that book was going to turn out because she authored it. She wrote it. And it's the same with the mysteries that God has put on the inside of us. They may be hidden temporarily from our mental realm, but if we will get in that place called spirit, where we are communing with him heart to heart, spirit to spirit, those things not obvious to our mind can be prayed out in the spirit and they'll come up from inside us and become fruitful to our mind on a need to know basis. You know what? God is not going to, when you get born again, he is not going to tell you everything about your life. When I was born again as a little girl, God didn't appear to me in a vision and say, you know, you're going to grow up here. You're going to marry an ex drug addict. You're going to move to that far, far, far away land. Called California. That would have blown my little kid mind. But as I began to walk it out and begin to pray it out step by step, things were revealed as we needed to know them. And that's what happens when you pray in the Spirit. If you need some direction, Ask him for it. If you need some answers, the answers are down here. They're not up here. Stop trying to figure it out. Stop calling everybody you know and getting their advice. There's nothing wrong with godly counsel. But ultimately, it has to be what you have peace on. What is coming up from the inside of you. Amen. Praying in the spirit is a means of drawing those hidden things up from our spirit so they will become fruitful to our mind. And not only is praying in the spirit a means of speaking out mysteries and divine things, but as we pray in the spirit, it does something to us. We talked about it last week. It charges us up. It builds us up so that we are in tune to hear what the spirit of God is saying. I submit to you that a person who spends much time Praying in the spirit is a person who hears what the spirit of God is saying and they get it loud and clear. It's easier to be led by the spirit when you are in tune with the spirit of God. I love this illustration. It comes up in my heart. I've used it many times, but I can't improve on it. Years ago, I wasn't alive during the depression. I'm not that old, but during the depression There weren't very many jobs. And this one company put out that they had a position open. Well, hundreds of men applied and lined up to be interviewed for this job. The line was long. And all of a sudden they hear this little tap, 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 tapping noise. And this man from way in the back of the line ran to the front of the line, was escorted into the building. Then the boss came out and said, everybody else go home. The position is filled. And all these guys waiting in line, they got upset. That's not fair. He was at the back of the line. I want my chance to be interviewed. And the boss explained. He said, I realized I didn't need to interview everybody. The position required somebody who understood Morris code. So I tapped out. If you understand this, run to the front of the line. The job is yours. That man heard something that nobody else heard. They just heard a noise. They just heard a tapping. But he understood the message. And that's what happens when we will pray in the Holy Spirit. When we will edify ourselves. When we will speak to God. When we will talk, God talk. A means of communicating with him. It will put us in position to hear things That other people miss. God doesn't want you to miss divine appointments. God doesn't want you to miss glorious connections and divine hookups. So pray in the spirit. It works, doesn't it, Danielle? Hallelujah. Woo! It causes the favor of God to surround us as with a shield. Glory to God. Well, don't be concerned. I'm not going to spend that long on the next ones. <laughs> Number two. It helps to bring your tongue under subjection. Well, well. Everybody say, well. <laughs> pastor read this this morning, the initial outpouring of the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2. So we won't read the whole context. Go in your spare time and read it. The whole second chapter of Acts is awesome. But let me just point out the fourth verse of Acts chapter 2. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit... Gave them utterance. Have you ever wondered? I know when I I was a little girl and filled with the Holy Spirit, I actually wondered about that. Why is speaking in tongues, why was that the initial evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost? Couldn't it have been anything else supernatural? Couldn't it have been that they supernaturally ran and they supernaturally leaped? Tall buildings like, you know, Superman or something. Couldn't it have been something way out like that? How about, couldn't it have been a supernatural sign where they sang like angels? That would be a supernatural sign and witness in my life if that occurred. That would definitely be evidence of the supernatural if I began to sing in an angelic heavenly voice. (laughs) Why then was it Chosen by God, that the initial sign of being filled with the Holy Ghost would be and is speaking in other tongues. Well, I'm glad you asked that because the answer is found in the Bible. Let's turn over to James chapter three. I really believe this is the answer to that question. So if someone asks you, you're going to know how to respond. James chapter 3 verse 8 But no man can tame the tongue. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Well, ouch. Everybody say ouch. <laughs> the tongue, the Bible tells us, is the most difficult member of our bodies. To control. Have you found that out to be true? Perhaps you're walking down the street with somebody and you see a stranger coming the other way or even more you see somebody that you know come in the other direction well does your foot act like an unruly member and just reach over and trip them <laughs> or maybe your unruly hand just wants to slap them upside the head Not normally, normally our feet and our hands are not that difficult to control, but has your tongue, the unruly member ever wanted to say, what in the world are they wearing? (laughs) Did you see their hair and those shoes? Don't they know those shoes are outdated? gossip, 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 strive, 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 or even in your own life, has your unruly tongue ever wanted to say, man, I've been praying, I've been asking God, he's never going to answer this prayer. I doubt it. I doubt that the word of God is true. You know what that is? That's an unruly tongue. And the Bible just said here that that really it's an unruly tongue. And what else? It's full of deadly poison. The truth is we have the potential to do more damage and sinning and harm with our tongue than any other member. And I know that people have magnified sexual sins and sexual sins are horrible and we shouldn't get into that and all of that stuff. But did you know that jealousy, strife, backbiting, lying, those are horrible sins. They're right up there. And Christians do it all the time. That's why this verse says that our tongue is full of deadly poison. And it says that the tongue is an unruly member and no man can tame it. Well, get happy that I'm not going to say, amen, let's all go home and be sad about our unruly tongues. This said no man can tame it, but the good news is God can tame it. Through the power of the Holy Ghost. I am well convinced that that is why he chose for the initial evidence of being filled with the Holy Ghost that it would be Speaking in tongues, yielding your unruly member to him, because when he has this unruly member, he has you. When we learn to speak in the Holy Spirit on a regular basis, it will be of utmost benefit in learning to control our tongues. The more that we pray in the Holy Spirit, the more we will learn how to yield this unruly member, our tongue, to God. And then it will be even easier to become and to speak words of life and words of edification. I guarantee you, if you get up in the morning and you spend time Praying in the Holy Spirit. Maybe it's just a few minutes on the way to work. Maybe it's a half an hour while you're driving in your car to your job and you get into your place of employment and people are yang, yeah, 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 backbiting and fussing and fighting about this and complaining. You know what? Because you have controlled your tongue and yielded to the Holy Spirit, you know what's going to happen on the inside of you? You're going to hear, don't get in that. Don't enter into that. Don't speak that. Those are not words of life. Those are not words of edification. Those are words of death. Don't get involved in that. Why? Because praying in the spirit helps us to keep our tongue in Control. Anybody in here convinced that we should spend more time praying in the Spirit? Pastor says it all the time. We don't need gun control. We need tongue control. And we can't do it in and of ourselves, but thank God for the help of the Holy Ghost who will come upon us and empower us to speak in that heavenly language, amen? amen. Now, the last one we want to talk about is when we pray in the spirit; it stimulates our faith. I wasn't super familiar with this one, but if for, if some of you want to get a book that will just really encourage you, it's a big, thick book called "Tongues Beyond the Upper Room" by Brother Kenneth E. Hagin. Marvelous teaching in there, and this is where I saw this one: praying in the spirit stimulates our faith. Now we know of course that praying in tongues does not give us faith faith comes according to Romans 10:17. all you faith people anyone tell me how faith comes so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God right now because you are hearing the word on the benefits of speaking in other tongues did you know that faith is rising up in your heart if you're not yet filled with the Holy Spirit there's faith there's a desire that's rising up on the inside if you already speak in other tongues faith is rising on the inside of you through the word encouraging you yeah i need to stir myself up yes i need to take advantage of this wonderful benefit of praying in the spirit so faith comes by hearing the word of god hearing me teach you the word of god faith also comes by you speaking the word of god over your life. You need healing in your body. You begin to declare by his stripes, I am healed. And you say that and you meditate upon that. And then faith rises in your heart and you go, yeah, I receive my healing. So don't confuse it. That's how faith comes. But even though We all receive faith from listening to the word. And when we're born again, did you know that every single believer receives the same measure of faith? Every one of us. Every single believer. When people get born again, God doesn't say, whoo. He needs a whole lot of faith. PT needs a lot of faith. I'm giving him an extra dose of faith. But you know, there's something about Reverend Al. I'm not going to give him any. He's going to have to struggle. He's going to have to earn it. No. He loves us all the same. He didn't give Old Roberts a bigger dose of faith. He didn't give Kenneth E. Hagin a bigger dose of faith. Every believer has the same measure of faith. But it is our responsibility. And I like to say it's our joy. It's our joy. And it's our privilege. It's our pleasure to be able to meditate in the Word of God. And to do spiritual exercises that cause our faith muscle to grow. And to develop. So one way that we do stimulate our faith. Cause our faith to be charged up is found in the word of God. You know, we've been looking at this verse quite a bit over in Jude. There's only one chapter, Jude 20 in the amplified version. But this tells us here, we are instructed to build ourselves up, charge ourselves up on our most holy faith. How do we do that? According to this verse. We've looked at many aspects of this verse, but tonight I want to center in on one. But you, beloved, build yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith. Make progress. Rise like an edifice. Higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. Again, we've talked about the benefit of praying in the Holy Spirit from the standpoint that when we pray in the Spirit... We build up our inner man. We make progress. Anybody want to make progress? Anybody want to be further along in God next month than you are this month? Yes. We'll pray in the Holy Ghost. It'll make you stronger on the inside. It will help you to make spiritual progress. It will cause you to rise higher and higher in the things of God. But tonight I want you to center. I want to center in on this phrase, build yourself up on your most holy faith. When we pray in the Holy ghost, we stimulate, we build up, we stir up Our faith. Any of you remember when you got baptized with the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues? It takes faith to get filled with the Holy Ghost. It takes faith to speak in other tongues. The Holy Ghost, he gives us supernatural utterance. But by faith. Because it's a language we don't know. By faith we have to open our mouth. We have to yield to that supernatural utterance. And we have to begin to speak. Do you remember when you were first filled with the Holy Ghost? Maybe you spoke one or two syllables. One or two words. And and you had to continue to step out by faith. And begin to let that river flow. But it was a process and it took faith to speak. Because again, when we speak, what did we say tonight? The first one we looked at, it's a means of talking to God. And when we're speaking in a heavenly language, it's not coming through our mind. It's out of our heart. So it takes faith to trust him to give us the utterance. Maybe you want to pray over a situation and you get down on your knees. And I know I do this a lot of times. And I say, Holy Spirit, we're going we're to get into this in, in another week or so. Holy Spirit, you are my helper in prayer. And the Bible says, you give me utterance that is not fruitful to my mind. Now, you know exactly what's going on in this person's life. You know exactly what's going on in this situation. So I am asking you to give me divine utterance. And you know what will happen? You may begin to speak in diverse tongues. Tongues that you have not spoken in before. Because the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And he'll give you those words. But if you know those words begin to come up and you just close your mouth, guess what? You can't speak with your mouth shut. So it takes faith to open your mouth. It is your vocal cords. He gives the utterance. He gives the ability, but we have to yield and we have to let the words come out. But as we begin to do that, not only is it a wonderful benefit in prayer, but what we're looking at in this verse tonight is that as you will step out by faith. And pray in the spirit. You know what happens? When you step out by faith in one area. And you have a breakthrough. You have a victory. You begin to yield. And you begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. It stimulates and it encourages your faith in other areas. Again, I was looking in this book. By Brother Hagin. And he said this. Trusting God in one area. Is going to help us to trust him. In other areas. If you trust him. To give you the utterance. To speak in other tongues. And then you do your part. And you yield. And you speak out these divine words. It will increase your faith. It causes your faith to rise up. Whoa. Look what happened here. When I stepped out, God came upon me and now I'm speaking in a heavenly language. Now, one of the things that brother Hagin said in this book, and this is what I had never seen before. He said that in all of his years of praying for people to be filled with the Holy spirit. And he prayed for thousands of people. He said he used to count them. And at one time, God said, Quit counting them because it was getting up into the thousands of people. He was real, you know, used that way. But he said one of the observations that when he prayed for many people to be filled with the Holy Ghost, that they were also healed at the same time. And in some cases, people that had been Believing for healing, they'd had the greatest evangelists, the greatest healing preachers of the day lay hands on them to be healed, and they still weren't healed. But when they got filled with the Holy Spirit, many times they were healed instantly. He cites a couple of incidents. One I thought was outstanding. This woman, Who She had terrible stomach ulcers and she had dealt with it for years and years. And as a matter of fact, she had just been to the doctor recently and he had told her husband, he hadn't yet told her that it was now cancer of the stomach and it was just very progressed. There wasn't hardly anything that they could do. This woman was a good Christian woman, loved God with all of her heart. She had been prayed for, for healing many times. But this one particular service... She came down to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Not even coming down for prayer for healing. Came down to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The power of God came upon her. She laid on the floor for quite a time, speaking in her heavenly language. She got up with the sense that something was different. Not only was she speaking in tongues, but something was different in her body. Went back to the doctor. The ulcers were gone. The cancer was gone. Completely healed. He said that he started to take note and he saw that Over and over again, people that had been seeking God in certain area, believing him particularly for healing, and they had not yet received their healing and the manifestation of it. When they began to learn and they began to yield to the Holy Spirit and they spoke in tongues by faith, them stepping out and speaking in tongues by faith did something, it stimulated that faith on the inside of them and without them even realizing it, they reached out and they took their healing. They reached out and took whatever else that they were believing God for. Speaking in tongues is of great value and great benefit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God, speaking in tongues stimulates a person 's faith, and if they are believing God in one area, it helps them to believe God in another area. It stirs up faith that maybe has been lying dormant, and it helps them receive what they hadn 't been able to receive before. Woo, I think that 's awesome. I think that 's wonderful. There are so many benefits to speaking in other tongues. We're just scratching the surface, but I believe that the word of God speaks for itself and it's making those who are not yet filled hungry to be filled and those who are filled hungry to be refilled and to spend more time praying in the Holy Ghost. You got any areas that you could use your faith to be stimulated in? Maybe you're believing God for something. I want to encourage you to spend much time praying in the Spirit. Continue to speak the Word. Make your confessions. Meditate in the Word. But water the seed of the Word by praying in the Holy Ghost. It's the Word and it's the Spirit that agree. It's the word and it's the spirit working together that produces the results that we desire. Hallelujah. Well, let's all stand to our feet. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, I don't know if everybody in here tonight is filled with the Holy spirit, We're not going to be laying on hands tonight. We are building our case and we are looking toward next week where we are going to have a mighty outpouring. So if you're in here tonight and you have not yet been filled with the Holy Spirit, you make sure that you go get signed up out at the information booth or perhaps... You have been prayed for and you're not fluent in your prayer language. You get signed up to. We are expecting, we are anticipating great and mighty things. And tonight we're going to spend just a few minutes praying for that outpouring. Yeah. Praying for God to do all that he wants to do. And one thing that came up on the inside of me and pastor alluded to it today was that when people are filled with the Holy Spirit, we are believing they are also going to be filled with fire. The Bible says they were filled with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I'm telling you, I know what the fire of God is about. I know what the fire of the Holy Ghost is all about. I came up through the fire. I came up in a period of time where people, when they got baptized with the Holy Ghost, they spent some time down at the altar. And the saints of God were laying hands on them. And hallelujah, they got filled. Woo! Did you want to do the offering first or for God? They got filled with the fire, fire, fire. And not only will that fire of God burn garbage and burn junk out of our lives, it'll burn sickness and disease out. Hallelujah.